Hello, hello, welcome ladies and gentlemen. I am Kayvon Izami. You can always follow me on Twitter at Kayvon underscore sports. We are here to talk about the hottest, the best, the most entertaining sports topics going on in the sports world and sometimes out of the sports world as well. Um, just depending on what the day is and what the topic beholds and we always attack every single topic head on so as always you can uh, reach out to me let me know your thoughts on the podcast at Kayvon underscore sports and I will always answer and reply back and we can have either a fun debate or we can agree which is fun as well so today look there's only one way one topic in my opinion that we really have to hit head on here we've got another one coming out later about Steph Curry and, and the NBA finals um, we've got one coming out in a little bit on the, the the live golf tour and the PGA, which I find fascinating. So so those are to come. Um, but today I want to talk about Deshaun Watson and, and what this is here. It's just a quick, you know, 15, 20 minute podcast discussing what is going on with the certain topic, some ins and outs, giving you a perspective that maybe you haven't heard from some of these other platforms, podcast shows, and hopefully enjoying it liking it, and coming back for some more later. And as always, let me know your thoughts on the show, on what we're talking about, and if you agree or disagree, and why. And we will always go back and forth and have some fun with that. So the Deshaun Watson is the Deshaun Watson news is the lead today. I first proposed this question to all of you out there. What would your reaction be if the NFL gave Deshaun Watson a lifetime ban. That's right. I said a lifetime ban. Now, do I believe the NFL would do this? No, not at all. Not at all. Based on how the NFL has acted in the past with these types of cases, I don't think there's any shot of that happening. Do I believe a lifetime ban is appropriate? To be honest, I'm not sure. But I think at this point, everything should be on the table when we're talking about Deshaun Watson moving forward. This has become a point where this is an absolute mess. It's a mess. There's smoke, and there's a lot of smoke. So let me know your thoughts on this entire Deshaun Watson topic, and let me know your thoughts on the question that I just asked. Is a lifetime ban something that should be on the table in Roger Goodell's office right now. I'm not saying is it possible. I'm not saying is it going to happen. I'm saying if you were Roger Goodell, would you consider it? At Kayvon underscore sports on Twitter. First, let's go over this and more to go, more with that question in just a bit. And I'll give you my thoughts on what the suspension should be. Let's go over this first. What is the news? What is going on with this Deshaun Watson case? Now, I'm sure a lot of you know. If you don't, I would highly recommend going and checking this out. The New York Times released an article this week. Okay, The New York Times did their own investigation in this whole thing. They reached out to a bunch of different people. They did their, they, they, an article in the, from the New York Times came out this week on Deshaun Watson. Typically, the New York Times requires a subscription, a, some a fee, some type of fee. But I was able to view this story for free. Um, so I'm sure you guys would be as well. I think they want to disseminate this to the widest audience possible, which which makes sense. Um, so so you should be able to go and read this yourself if if you haven't heard about it or if you haven't checked it out. 
the news as I see it goes as this, all right? And I put down a couple bullet points here. So I'm going to read you guys the bullet points that I took from this article. Number one, the first bullet point is this. Deshaun Watson booked massage appointments with at least 66 different women over 17 months, all right? That's 66 different women over 17 months. This is all from the fall of 2019 through the spring of 2021. Deshaun previously said that he had booked massages with 40 women during the relevant time period that I just mentioned above. All right, so Deshaun said 40. The New York Times has now come out and said the number is 66. And based on the way they reported the story, they went through records, Cash App, Venmo, Instagram, all different ways where the where people can pay each other these days. You know, if you, I'm sure a lot of you have used it. I've used Venmo to 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 you know make bets with friends, fantasy football leagues, all that stuff. You can even use Venmo Cash App for services, like if someone comes in, um, you know, fixes your sink or stuff stuff like that. So. Based on all those different types of things, that that were ways that the New York Times kind of came to this um, number of 66. And so they found at least 66 different women were given were giving Watson massages. That is my bullet point number one. That's a big bullet point there. 66 different women. Deshaun said 40. New York Times is saying 66. Bullet point number two is that the Texans, who traded Deshaun Watson, remember three first-round picks a little under three months ago, seem to have been brought into the mix as well. The Times brought up that the Texans, through their director of security, apparently gave Deshaun Watson a non-disclosure agreement in order to give to, I guess, women who were massaging him. I'm sure we will hear more about this in the next coming days because this is a little odd. One, what's odd to me is the Texans giving him the non-disclosure. Maybe that's not weird. To me, that's weird. Number two is why is the security guard putting it in his locker to be exact? That, that's what the article said, that they put a non-disclosure agreement in his article. So that the Texans released a statement saying, uh, just like all of us out there, uh, they didn't find out about these allegations against Deshaun until March of 2021 when the first lawsuit was filed. So that's point number two. That, that's the statement that the Texans came out. Bullet point number two, again, the Texans seem to now be involved in this investigation in this lawsuit. Bullet point number three, and this might be a little bit more nuanced, but bullet point number three is the story talks about what happened in the grand jury process a couple of months ago. So in Texas, like a lot of states, in order to charge someone with a felony, you have to present it to a grand jury. What's a grand jury? It's basically 12 random people. It's like you and I, a grand jury, unlike a regular jury, they typically have time periods that they hear a lot of different cases, not just one, right? So, so they put this grand jury together of a bunch of people just like you and I, and they usually hear a bunch of different cases or a bunch of different matters, I should say, not, not just one. And so a grand jury might be convened 
by two months, three months, four months. They could be together for a while. I don't know exactly what it is in Harris County where all of this kind of emanates from, but but the grand juries are around for a little while. That That's kind of the bullet point there. They hear a bunch of different, like I said, a bunch of different cases, a bunch of different matters, and a, and a Harris County grand jury, as I'm guessing you all know by this at this point, but I'm just going over all of this to get to the point. Um, they chose not to indict Watson three months ago, okay? Which means they did not find probable cause that a crime was committed, okay? That's important there. They did not find probable cause that a crime was committed. They did not indict him. Lawyers might tell you, and I have listened to a ton of different lawyers talk on this matter throughout the last couple of months, all right? I, I've done reading on it. I am not a lawyer myself, but I've listened, I've read, so I can have all the facts straight when I talk about this. Um, so lawyers might tell you that indicting someone is not necessarily that difficult. And, and a lot of you might have heard that as well. So in other words, the burden, like, like the standard to indict somebody, is not super high. That, that's what I've been told and from the research I have done and everything like that. Now, indicting someone and putting someone behind bars is much different. I want to be really clear about that, okay? Indicting someone and putting behind someone behind bars is much different. The burden to put somebody behind bars for a felony is very high. It, it is proof beyond reasonable doubt, all right? That is not the standard to indict somebody. That is the standard to put somebody behind bars. So this story, my bullet point three takeaway, is the Times reported a bunch of communications between the actual district attorney, the assistant district attorney, who was presenting these cases to the grand jury, and Rusty Harden. So that there was a lot of communication reported between the district, uh, the actual district attorney, the assistant district attorney, and then Rusty Harden, who is Deshaun's Watson's lawyer, which I found very, very odd. And I want to get this exactly right here. So Jonah Stallings is a sex crimes prosecutor who is handling the Watson investigation. And in the two months before two grand juries heard these criminal cases, Jonah Stallings and Rusty Harden, who again is Deshaun Watson's lawyer, met at Rusty Harden's office. They spoke over the phone 12 times and they exchanged more than two dozen text messages. I guess this is kind of implying that, hey, was some sort of fix in happening when it came to Deshaun and these grand jurors. Listen, I'm not saying that's what happened, but the fact that the New York Times put this in the article, they are clearly trying to state something. They are clearly trying to put some, some sort of notion into our mind. Whether you want to take something and run with that, that's up to you. But I found that really interesting. Why? My reason why is, why is... The why is the um Deshaun Watson's lawyer, Rusty Harden, and the sex crimes prosecutor, why are they talking that much? And are they is it normal? Again, I'm not a lawyer, so I, I, I couldn't figure this out. Is it normal in these types of matters, in these types of cases, for the sex crimes prosecutor and 
the attorney to of Deshaun Watson to talk that much. If you're a lawyer out there, let me know at Kayvon underscore sports. Is it lawyer? Is it is it normal to talk over 12 times on the phone and exchange dozens of text messages before the court uh, hearings even happen? I'm not really sure, but the Times again added that piece of news into the report for a reason, clearly. So those are my three big takeaways, right? When it comes to the New York Times story, you have 66 women. That's one. At least the Texans, uh, that at least, and that's 66 women at least. More, more could come, but that, that's, what we've, that's what the Times have reported. The Texans providing an NDA allegedly, and whatever went on between the Harris County District Attorney's Office and Rusty Harden, who is Deshaun Watson's attorney once again. That last part, again, is interesting to me because it just it just sounds sketchy. It sounds odd. But again, I'm not an attorney, so I don't know if that is weird or not. At Kayvon underscore sports on Twitter. Want to hear your thoughts about all of that. Now, what does this all mean? Let's get into the football aspect of it, right? I wanted to paint the picture, lay all of that out. I know a lot of that you probably already heard to get into what does this all mean? How does this all matter? I'm just wondering, what is the NFL going to do? Because this has been a big story since March of 2021. And it feels like this is going to continue to be a big story moving forward. And it's, it is not the grand juries deciding not to indict Watson or the trade or now that he's on to uh, the Cleveland Browns. It's, it's not any of that. This just is a snowball that has become an avalanche that nobody can seem to stop. And maybe it shouldn't be stopped from what we keep hearing. I mean, nothing here. Nothing here. Everything I just went over. None of that is good news for Deshaun Watson. And look, I don't care that he was found not guilty criminally. I don't care. We are talking about 66 different women here that he got a massage from, 24 of whom claiming that he acted in some sort of inappropriate way. 24, ladies and gentlemen. That is not okay. There is clearly something going on here and the NFL needs to step up and do something about it. Now, I do want to say this, because the NFL is getting a ton of grief, and rightfully so, that they haven't made a decision yet on what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. Remember, all of last year, Deshaun Watson got paid and did not play a single game. Now, he did not play on his own doing. You remember, he wanted out of Houston, and he made the stand that he's not going to play, and he wants out. So that was his own doing. But now we're about to go on two years, possibly, of him not playing and maybe still getting paid if they put him on the commissioner's exempt list. Because remember, if you get put on the exempt list, you're still getting paid. So there are a lot of people out there that are pissed, for lack of a better word, that the NFL has not done anything yet. I also believe that it's a little bit ridiculous that the NFL has not done anything. So I started to think, I started to think, what possibly, what possibly could be going on in those NFL offices in New York? What could be going on for them not to make a decision yet? So I started to think, I started to think, think, think. And I came to this conclusion. And I want to be very clear. 
I am not trying to make excuses for the NFL. I am just personally thinking, what could they be thinking to not make a decision at this point? And I really hope that this is the case. Again, I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to understand why. Why, why, why? And I hope that this is the reason why. Part of me believes that maybe they knew more allegations were going to come. They did their own investigation. They figured out that there is a lot more to this and that more allegations are going to come and that if they just suspended Watson, let's say a month ago, a month and a half ago, or right after all this, all the criminal, um, all the criminal appearings ended and he was not indicted, Let's say they 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 decide let's suspend him for six games. And, and again, if they suspend him for six games, that is ridiculous. It's ludicrous, and it it would be it would be terrible. It would, for lack of a better word, it would be absolutely terrible. So it it needs to, it better be more than six games. But just just for this conversation here, let's say they suspended him for six games. If they suspend him for six games. And then more and more allegations began to come out, like these two new allegations that just came out the other week, like this New York Times article that just came out this week, like the real sports, um, the real sports uh, show where a couple of the women that are accusing Deshaun Watson came on there and, and kind of gave their thoughts and what happened and all that was deep stuff, right? All of this stuff comes out, and now people are sitting around saying, what? The NFL only suspended this guy for six games, and now more and more stuff is coming out? So my my hope is that the NFL, the reason why they're sitting around waiting, twiddling their thumbs, is because they knew that more allegations, more stuff, more maybe facts or whatever you want to call these. They, you can't, obviously, they're all allegations, so so it's 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 not facts, but more more um, evidence for some of these women that are accusing Deshaun Watson comes out. Then they're sitting here. Everyone is in uproar because he only got suspended six games. So my hope is that they are waiting to get all of the evidence possible. And then they're going to drop the hammer on Deshaun Watson and suspend him for a long period of time at Kayvon underscore sports on Twitter. So the question then becomes, what is a long period of time? What is a long, what is the right suspension for you? How do you go? If you are Roger Goodell, what are you, how long are you going to suspend him for? Again, at Kayvon underscore sports on Twitter. Now that brings me to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are a desperate organization. They're a desperate organization. They screw up, they screw things up with Baker Mayfield. Watson did not want to go there. Look, this is not me. Now, this is actual facts, okay? When when teams like the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, when all of these teams were looking around to go after Deshaun Watson, Watson came out and said. If you remember, and he he said this, I don't like playing in the cold. He alluded to the one point, the one time where he went up and played in Cleveland when he was playing for Houston and how it was cold, it was windy, 
all this stuff, and he commented how it was miserable playing up there, and that was why he that's why he crossed Cleveland off the list. If you guys remember, he he crossed Cleveland off the list. He said, No, I don't want to go to Cleveland. It's gonna now come down to New Orleans, Atlanta, and Carolina, the NFC South, right? They were all fighting over him. Shoot, maybe even the Bucs were gonna be in on him if Tom Brady decided to not come back. We don't know that, but but it seemed like a lot of teams were. And Deshaun said, I'm not going to Cleveland. It's too cold. I don't want to go there. Well, then Baker Mayfield came out and said, you guys are going after that guy, huh? You know what? I'm out. I don't want to come back. I want to trade. And once he requested a trade, the Cleveland Browns and the owner, Jimmy Haslam, sat there and said, oh my goodness, we're about to go back to the last 20 years of not having a quarterback. We better act now. So they decided to offer Deshaun Watson a $250, $250 million guaranteed contract. Fully guaranteed contract. Ladies and gentlemen, in the history of the NFL, where massive contracts are given out every day, there has never been a fully guaranteed contract given out until that moment. And it was on that guy. Wrap that around your head. All of these phenomenal players, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, um, Aaron Donald, Calvin Johnson, some of these incredible players, and the first ever fully guaranteed contract goes to a guy who has 24 sexual assault, harassment, whatever you want to call it, allegations coming at him. And a guy that hasn't played football in over a year, and he's the first one to get a fully guaranteed contract for $250 million. What? You can't put it any other way of other than that was a desperate act by the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson had all the control. His attorney had all the power because there was other teams in the mix. He was Houston was going to get rid of him no matter what. Houston was totally okay with the offer. They already said it. They were okay with the offer from Atlanta, the Saints, Carolina. It just came down to which one Deshaun Watson wanted to go to. And once Cleveland offered that deal, Atlanta said, I'm out. Carolina said, I'm out. New Orleans said, I'm out. Because nobody was going to pay that type of contract other than the Haslams and the Cleveland Browns. And that's why a ton of these owners are up in arms about what the Browns did. Would you not be? I mean, think about some of these contracts that are about to come up. You got a guy in Joe Burrow who just led his team to the Super Bowl, who is the most perfect CEO you want of your team. Cool, calm, collected, good guy. People love him. He's going to look and say, uh, Mr. Brown, the owner of the, of the Bengals, that guy just got $250 million. Look what's going on with him. And look what I just did. You think Mr. Brown has 250 million fully guaranteed? This is one people, this is one thing that fans sometimes don't understand. When it's fully guaranteed, that is cash, ladies and gentlemen. That is legit cash that is going out of the owner's pocket straight into Watson's pocket. You don't think Lamar is sitting there saying, this guy just got that? What about when Justin Herbert's contract comes up? That's why a lot of these owners are sitting around saying, you just did what? They're mad about it. So 
This is the guy that gets the first fully guaranteed contract. But anyways, I digress. My point about the Browns is this. If you remember, the Miami Dolphins were willing and were going to trade for Deshaun Watson back in November before the trade deadline. And again, this was reported. John McClain, a great writer down in Houston, I think he just recently retired, he reported this. That deal was pretty much done and in place. But then the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, at the very last minute said to Deshaun Watson in his camp, I want these lawsuits settled before I make this trade. And Watson was going to settle it. He was going to do it. But then somebody supposedly got in his ear, someone from his crew, his camp, whatever, and told him that if he settles, it's an admission of guilt. So Watson then decided to not settle, and the rest was history, right? The Dolphins didn't make the trade. Now now they're sticking with Tua. Brian Flores got fired. All of that stuff, right? So I say all of that to say this. If the Cleveland Browns made this trade and gave him that type of contract and gave away all of those first-round picks for this guy without the guarantee that all of this would go away, a.k.a. he would settle these cases before the start of training camp or before the start of the season, then they are complete idiots. I mean, I mean, wrap that around your head, ladies and gentlemen. I We don't know. We don't know what they did. But it's starting to sound like, one, they might have not even investigated themselves. It sounds like they didn't talk to any of the women. It sounds like they didn't look to, to see if there was more reports, allegations that were going to come out. And the Miami Dolphins, who we have kind of, you know, listen, Stephen Ross, he's had his issues. He's had his issues. But at least this man was smart enough to say, I'm not making this trade with you unless you settle these cases. If the Browns didn't do that, and they gave him this type of contract, fully guaranteed, gave away that many picks, and they didn't investigate, they didn't talk to the women, and they didn't put in that contract that he must settle these cases or make these cases go away some way, somehow, before the regular season started, then then they get everything they deserve moving forward. And what that might be is no quarterback from in the name of Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield for two-plus years. Would you be surprised at all if he got a two-year suspension? I wouldn't. Now, I would be a little surprised because it's the NFL and they don't usually act like that. But at this point, with everything going on, there is no way that this suspension can be anywhere under a year. He has to be suspended for football for a year. He has to. And if he doesn't, it's going to be absolute uproar. Look at the, look at baseball. Look at the MLB. A lot of people want to rag on baseball. A lot of people. Oh, a lot of people. Rob Manford, he's the worst commissioner in sports. This, that, and that. Did you guys just see what Rob Manford did? Rob Manford sat up there and suspended a guy Two years after the criminal courts found him not guilty. He still said, no, no, no. You did something supposedly to a woman. There's a lot of, you know, uh, smoke going around that. No, you're suspended from baseball without pay for two years. Rob Manford stepped up to the plate. 
Is Roger Goodell going to be able to step up to the plate and do the same thing? Is the NFL going to be able to step up to the plate and do the same thing? That's my question. The MLB was able to do it with Trevor Bauer. 324-game suspension. The equivalent of two seasons. One of the most severe punishments handed out under the sports domestic violence policy. It's time for the NFL to show that type of leadership as well. We'll see if they do. This is Kayvon Zombie. You can follow me on Twitter at Kayvon underscore sports. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back later this week with another podcast, as I said, talking about the hottest, the most entertaining and interesting sports stories going on in the world today. Talk to you then.